You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Jake the Snake Roberts, just letting you know. You need to listen to knockouts and three counts, or you'll see that damn snake again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Knockouts and Three Counts. Yes, sir. This is Knockouts and Three Counts. And we're here once again with another episode of Podcast Go Live from the illustrious Podcast Trade Studios here in Royal Oak, Michigan. Sir, we had a very busy week, the both of us, man. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit, but we had a special guest on the line, so let's go ahead and do our quick intros. Um and then we'll talk to our guests and we'll jump into all that stuff from this past weekend uh, after that. But, Kyle, why don't you go ahead and start us off, man? Um, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Knockout, Detroit, N-O-K-O-U-T. Uh, make sure you're following the show at KO3C Pod, Knockouts and Three Counts on YouTube, KO3CPod.com. All of them. We're up everywhere. Hey, Kyle, if I want to buy a house, man. <laughs> what should I do? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we was going to go halfway through on it. But, yeah, if you're looking to buy a house. Stransky and Company Realty, Keller Williams Realty is the way to go. Uh, Stransky and Company is the real estate easy button. They are hooking you up with some of the nicest houses in Michigan. You can find them at Stransky and Company on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Uh, and you can also contact Matt Stransky directly. So, like I say, if you're looking to find a house, man, these are the guys to go to. We wouldn't have them on here if we didn't believe in them. Definitely, definitely. And we'll, uh, We'll bring them up again later on in the show. But you can find me on Twitter at Devin the 63. That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-63. You can find me on Instagram at Allsake No Sizzle. That's one word. If you want to talk wrestling, make sure you go on Facebook and join the Reality Era News page where we talk all kinds of different topics right now. We're going to be talking a lot about Ring of Honor and uh, All Out from this past weekend and various other topics. But speaking of Ring of Honor, Kyle, why don't you introduce our guest, man? So as you guys know, you got Ring of Honor coming to Dearborn this weekend with us. We've got uh, we've got the muscle of Villain Enterprises. We've got the, the man Frankenstein. In- you, you're not lying, man. <laughs> uh, we've got PCO on the line with us. How you doing, brother man? I'm great. How are you guys? Not too bad, man. Let me let me just say, man, this this, this is truly an honor, man. I've I've been a fan of yours. Since I was a kid, man, since I was like seven years old, watching you back in the WWF days. And, uh, yeah, to get you on the show, man, is definitely an honor, man. So so welcome, welcome to, to the show. All right. I'm, I really uh, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to be part of the show uh, and uh, share some stories with you guys. Yeah, well, let me let the people know that uh, Ring of Honor is going to be here this Friday, uh, September 6th at the Ford Performing Arts Center in Dearborn, Michigan. People, go get your tickets now, and you will get to see our guests, Mr. PCO and the rest of Villain Enterprises on that show. So make sure you go get your tickets right now so you can uh, check out some great action this weekend. And for those of y'all that know, I'm going to be leaving the Michigan area really, really soon. So this might be one of the last opportunities to get to hang out with me, man. So what what better way to hang out with your boy than, you know, watching some Ring of Honor wrestling this Friday. So uh, make sure you go get your tickets now. But, uh, PCO man, so what? How how often have you been to the Detroit area, man? Uh, yeah, quite often. I think uh, I was there in 2018 uh, for a, a promotion, and I've been there like many times before with WWE, uh, the the old arena, the Joe Louis Arena, and uh, right. haven't been to the new one though. And uh, yeah, then uh, you know uh, I got to uh, hang out a little bit with Scotty Bowman and uh, <laughs> some of the, some of the players. Uh, they were real big fans of of uh, wrestling, and then uh, we always had like a nice treatment. And I had the chance to travel uh, besides Scotty Bowman a few times. Uh, some air, 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 uh, some flights, and then uh, sitting in the first class beside him, and, and that was fun. I mean, because we we had him in Montreal before, so for me, uh, it was a huge honor. So yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to say, I wouldn't memories. I wouldn't have pegged you as a, a Red Wings fan. I thought you would have been more of a Montreal Canadiens fan. Well, uh, yeah, uh, big. Uh, 
Vegas, uh, the Knights, Vegas, uh, I really like their team too. I really like their coach, Jared Gallant. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always, I will always be a little bit of a, uh, Canadian fan, sort of. Uh, but, uh, there's so many great other teams. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not just like one club, you know, I, I got a few clubs that I like. So you mentioned your match here with Ring of Honor and things like that. For younger fans that may not know, you know, you were part of the Quebecers for years with WWE and WCW and various other places. Uh, now that you're back here with Ring of Honor, you know, give us a little bit of a look into what what was it that brought you back? What made you come out of uh, come out of retirement, come back to Ring of Honor, and how did uh, how did the whole PCO character come about? Yeah, actually, I. I never really did uh, properly retire. I was just I was just doing a radio show. Uh, I think it was in 2011 here in Montreal. I never I never thought that would uh, make it to whatever Wikipedia or I don't know where you guys get the news that I had retired at one point in my career. But uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, when I was like. 12, 13, 14, had like a huge ambition, a major goal. Uh, I really wanted to impact uh, the wrestling wrestling business uh, on quite a big scale. And uh, at one point, you know, I became the uh, WWE Tag Team Champions three times. So I, I felt like I was on my way of, you know, getting to uh, my goal, to achieving my goal. And then after that, I had like a, uh, probably almost a year, eight months undefeated as uh, Jean-Pierre Lafitte, which was a pirate WWE still. Yes, sir. Uh, feuding with the likes of Brett the Hitman Art and Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels and and also like uh, Jacques Rousseau did his retirement match, the Mali against me at the sold-out Montreal Forum uh, in 1994, where we were on top of the you know on top of the show, on top of the bill, and uh, the whole roster was involved and you know stealing the show. So I had high expectation. I mean, when I was young, but I was on the course too all, all the way until. Uh, 95 when I got into a big uh, big fight, big arguments with the clique, with basically where they were, you know, Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash. They did the most two that I had, like, didn't get along that well with them. I could cope for a little bit with, uh, with Razor and, uh, and the kid. Uh, but, you know, uh, just realized uh, just after that, when everything started to go down south for me and everything went wrong and I had some tough time in the business and uh, uh, it felt like all the doors were closing and then I was trying to reopen it like in 2003, 2007, 2008, 2009. I've had like a bunch of meetings with WWE, a bunch of tryouts and things like that but um just it just felt like the damage was done uh in 95 and uh even though i worked out all my uh my bad hacks if, if i could say because uh you know when when you get you 25 25 years old 26 years old i think it's still it's, it's still young and then you start to be, you know, uh, recognized everywhere and famous and being on TV and making, you know, great amount of money. And and your life is totally changing overnight. And uh, I just, uh, I didn't just didn't adapt well with all those changes. I kind of lost my sense of humility and uh, kind of forget where I was coming from and, uh, uh, what got me there, and then I don't know. I got into like uh, started believing in my own publicity, I guess, too much, and then uh, uh, I just I just felt like uh, the whole thing with the click. Of course, a lot of people didn't like them, right. but 
you know, uh, and I learned quite a lot with this this experience. But uh, I'm taking like hundred uh, percent of the blame on everything that happened, no matter what, just because it was an action reaction, and I should have been better than that. I should have been uh, been able to uh, to restrain my my reaction and to uh, the way I overreacted and things like that. And I lost kind of kind of lose my mind over a few things with them. And uh, I regret that. I mean, I regret not that I regret because I wouldn't become who I became. Right. Uh, I wouldn't become who I become, but uh, it made me who I am today. But that was a, a huge uh, downfall in my life uh, where I had to look at myself in the mirror and repackage myself and redope myself from from ground zero and uh so i was trying all those years and uh in vain and vain and vain nothing was coming up nothing was popping out and so i was doing that radio interview in 2011 and the host of the show said what's going on with your wrestling career and i had tried like so many roads and <laughs> so many routes and uh, nothing was like uh, coming along so I just I think I'm just gonna you know, um, probably just you know pass on and probably pass on to some you know do something else in my life other than wrestling and it felt like by letting go and like this this gold this dream that I was holding so hard in my hands that I wanted so badly just by kind of letting go and sitting that I just uh, life had uh, so much. I mean, uh, so many information about what I wanted to become and what I wanted to accomplish in this business, and I had submerged my subconscious with so many uh, ideas and images that uh, I kind of let go. And in 2017, I was brought back in the business by accident almost. I didn't even expect anything. I was just like making reports on pay-per-views for WWE. And I was also, uh, you know, making production on pay-per-views and analyzing the, uh, the Monday Night Raws for a website and uh, on YouTube. And then I started to do a couple matches and started to get in shape for matches and really taking this seriously and uh gotta go to the Destro's gym. I wanted them to train me because he had to lose uh he's a uh he's an old time uh strongman feet of strength uh, from from the old time uh feet of strength. Uh there's a federation called uh old time strongman feet of strength. And he was part of that group, and then uh, he lost 162 pounds. So I went to see him, asked him to be my coach, and then it just evolved, you know, from doing like uh, some tricks, you know, ripping a deck of cards and bending nails and fire pads and things like that. And eventually I got booked in Indiana by Michael Blender and Indiana Pro, and uh, George Janela was sitting in the stands because he was on a match later on. Just tore the house down. Was invited to do the George in a spring break at WrestleMania 34 against Walter, who is the uh, NXT UK champion right now. Mm-hmm. And just totally stole the show at the uh, George in a spring break to uh, New Orleans. It's a big buzz on the net. And uh, I got fully booked for the year 2018, about four shows per week fully booked the whole year and then in 2019 uh, around November I was uh, discussing uh, contracts with every major companies in the business Man, that's and just... I decided to go with Ring of Honor. So it's funny you bring up Joey Janela because we were just talking with him at Janela Palooza this past weekend in Chicago <laughs> about that match because he was talking about it from stage um, at the after party. So it's funny to hear you bring that up in that 
yeah. right next to it. Yeah, I mean, I, well, we we stayed. Uh, we we kept. We got a big friendship. You know, we're really good friends, and we're always in touch with each other. And uh, so uh, he was a big major factor in my uh, my comeback. Uh, with GCW and uh, Georgia Spring Break, and along with his partners Brett Lauderdale and uh, Danny Demento, and uh, just just uh, weird ways that my came back came around because uh, my comeback came around because uh, uh, I have worked in 2008 with Marty Skrull and they call this in England and. Um, I've wrestled, I think it was in 2009 with Danny Demento in Lewiston, Maine and New Jersey for Indies. And all those guys were like major actors. <laughs> uh, you know, it feels like sometimes you're doing things that you think, okay, I just lost a year there. I just lost six months or everything's went down the drain and nothing good's going to come out of that. But in my case, uh, everything that I thought that didn't work out for me kind of worked out like way later on into my life. So it's uh, it's a big Cinderella story, <laughs> sort of. So it's pretty crazy. Well, so, Kyle, you've been quiet over there. You got any questions? Yeah. Uh, so what were some of your thoughts on uh, the uh, AEW pay-per-view over this weekend since you've actually you know been in the ring and actually know some of the guys are affiliated with AEW. What are uh, some of your thoughts on just um, their whole, not grassroots, but their whole just, you know, rock star attitude with coming in and starting the promotion and uh, everything they've been doing? Uh, well, I think they're doing great. And uh, we'll, we'll just need to wait and see when they start on TV if they can keep that momentum, uh, it feels like, uh, you know, we know all their top stars and all their top talents. And we know guys like Joey and some of the guys that they're very well known on the Indies that we know that they can get the job done. Uh, but it will, uh, I think we'll need to see the thickness of the roster uh, week after week, uh, how they're going to evolve and how they're going to get over. Like there's there's guys there that the mainstream public don't know yet, and that they're super talented. But it's it's going to be how uh, are they going to be able to get those guys over with their own product now? Uh, I think that's the game. You know, that's that's what everybody's waiting to see. Um, that's, that's what I'm thinking. So uh, there's, I don't know what, what you guys are, are thinking about the whole thing. I don't, I don't know what's your opinion on everything, but, uh, and also like, you know, they're, they're working so hard. They're, they're getting injured. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're going all out, you know, so uh, <laughs> I'm be able to uh, keep on going like that week after week after week. Uh, I think they're going to need like some, you know, uh, help from the rest of the roster eventually. And then we need to see how ready is the, uh, how ready they're going to be to step up the rest of the roster. Yeah. If they'll be able to step up so to the next uh, level. You were mentioning uh, Marty and Nick Aldis and all those things. Uh, tell us a little bit about how it came about for you to come to Villain Enterprises and what are your thoughts on uh, you and uh, Brody King being a tag team? Because you guys have been killing it both in NWA and Ring of Honor. Tell me a little bit about how all that came about. Yeah, uh, me and Brody King, uh, we we wrestled each other so many times in 2018. Like He was, uh, he was booked quite full time on the on the indie scene as much as I was. I mean he was one of the biggest stars of the indie scene. And uh so I've wrestled him like MLW probably three times and uh Smash Wrestling, which is quite a big company in Canada. Uh, they got their T V you know T V program and everything. So we were there a few times too. And for uh the PWG uh, Battle of Los Angeles 2018. We fought each other there. So uh, you know when you're against someone all the time, you 
you uh, you get to know that person and you get to know to get that chemistry as well so when uh, when marty reached out to me uh if i was interested by ring of honor and that i had like many other offers you know from different other companies um i really wanted to go with marty because i i knew him and uh i um uh, I was watching what he was doing over there. And uh, when I found out it was going to be me, Marty, and Brody Kane, uh, I knew the chemistry was going to be uh, like super cool and uh, we would all get along great because we already did before in the past. So that was, that was the main reason why I wanted to go to Ring of Honor. Well, uh, PCO, I've got a question, one more question about WWF and, uh, Honestly, I've, I've been waiting to, to be able to talk to someone who was in the Brawl for All tournament. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, well, you, you were in the tournament. You went up against Dr. Death Steve Williams. And first of all, my qu- first, first question is, is when they came to you guys with this idea of doing this, this shoot tournament in the WWF, um, first, what was your initial thoughts? And then second, what made you decide to get into it? Well, uh, I got rehired with WWE in 98. For 98, I, I signed a four-year contract at 98, uh, 99. And then, but WWE, they always have some windows, you know, in their contract. It's four years, but there's always, a, you know, some months where they can decide to apply a cause or something that, uh, you know, if they don't want to. Uh, anyways, uh, so 98, like... Uh, I did the whole year with with uh, Jacques, and then uh, after that they let him go. After that year, and they kept me for '99, but they weren't doing anything with me. So, uh, out of the blue, I just got a phone call uh, from Bruce Richard saying that Vince just had a great idea for myself. And I got super excited. I said, oh, yeah, what is it? And I said, oh, it's going to be 16 guys. It's going to be shoot, fight, you know, takedowns and boxing gloves and 20-ounce boxing glove. And then the winner, uh, if he wins everything, he's got 200000 He gets paid like 5000 per match, semifinal and final and things like that, quarterfinals. He had amount of money everywhere, basically. So he said, uh, are you in? Are you out? Do you want whatever? So I said, yeah, I'm in. So uh, this called me like a, a week before the whole tournament was starting. They have no wow. time to uh, get ready for that. Wow. You know, I didn't even know back then what the takedown was <laughs> or <laughs> how to take someone down. It was like, I was totally, uh, like in Canada, it was not much about amateur wrestling. Other if, if you went to amateur wrestling, but it was not part of growing in wrestling like it is in the states like high school and college and things like that so wait do, do, do you uh, have, do i didn't you, know much about that do you I have mean, any, any kind of like, any, wait do you have any kind of martial arts yeah. background at all or any boxing or anything like that not at the time not in 19 uh i think it was 98 or 99 i don't know i think it was 1999 I didn't have anything at all back then. I was not wow. doing any Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, because now that I'm doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, I had to learn the takedowns and things like that. And I had to work with a mature wrestler to, in order to get my new mogi takedowns and and then the takedowns with the gi. They're mostly like some judo throws and things like that. But you can also have uh, wrestling technique. So, but I was not aware of any of that back then. So basically I just went there with my fighting spirit, you know, just, <laughs> just whatever I've got, you know, it's like if I would fight in the street or something like that, that's the only thing I had, you know, going for me. So, uh, uh, the first round it was like against the guy who was designed to win the whole thing. That was, to get uh, Dr. Death over mm-hmm. Steve Williams. Right. Uh, but the whole tournament started on a uh, a bet between uh, Bradshaw and Bruce Pritchard in a bar where Bradshaw was saying that if he was put in real fight, 
you would clean the whole dressing room. It would win the whole thing. So I, uh, I guess Brett went to Vince and they discussed that and decided to go with that, thinking that Dr. Depp would win the whole thing because he was a four-time All-American in wrestling and he had played for the uh, Oakland uh, Raiders and the yep. NFL uh, football as a lineman. So... Um, how pissed were they when yeah, uh, they, Mark Gunn actually... And they gave him, like, three months uh, a training. He was training for the three months in Japan for this tournament to get ready for it. And they called me just a week before. <laughs> hey, a lot of guys shit. were... Wow. Like, like you remember Cam uh, Shamrock yep. yeah. uh, said, no, he was not going to be... He was under contract, but he refused... And he even told me, I'm not going to go there and swing gloves with 300-pounder guys. There's no way without, you know, my Brazilian jiu-jitsu or I'm not just going to go there and swing with those guys. So he he didn't want to have anything to do with it. And uh, Dan Severn was in the tournament, but he was like only on the ground all the time, was stalling matches was there for the win, which is totally under, understandable, but Vince took him out of there because he wanted more action. So after, I think, his second win or something like that, they took him out of there. And my first fight was against Dr. Dett. So Dr. Dett was good friends with the uh, Road Warriors uh, back then. So uh, my extreme hot just before the fight came up to me, said... Uh, Said man, said uh, Carl. He says you don't want to go there and swing with Steve Williams. You're gonna get killed, brother. Man, this guy's an animal. He's gonna kill you. I uh, said uh, he says you know Steve's gonna tag you. You just take a dive and you pick up your five G and that's <laughs> it. And, I, and then I told I told Hawk. I said man, you go back to Steve and just tell him to you know. I don't give a damn about the five grand or not getting, you know, if, if he hits me. Because just, just tell him anyways, he's in for the fight of his life. I don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> so, so I was pretty fired up. And then, uh, and then, and it was funny just, just before going into the fighting with Steve Williams, he was like headbutting the, uh, the lockers and, and just making it look like he was an, uh, you know, an animal. So that's and, where Goldberg uh, got it from. I almost went through, like, uh, I think they they stopped the match with uh, the last round. I took him down maybe once or twice. I got I hit him well, pretty well a few times. And I was not damaged at all. Uh, it was just something where I felt like... Uh, they really want him to look good. I'm just not saying that I got screwed because I think when you're looking at the score, he would have won anyways. But uh, I just I just felt with like eight seconds to go, uh, they could have let it run because he, he was not hitting hard at the end of the fight. So right. I, I don't yeah. think it was any problem there. But. So what did everybody and think of... they uh, kind of screwed with me because I brought a coach since I didn't know anything with that. I brought a coach. I played for a slide. I played, you know, for everything. And I didn't eat all day. And then that was supposed to be the, the, the week that was supposed to fight Steve. And then they said, no, nah, it's not going to be this week. It's going to be next week. So basically the one week preparation turned out into a two weeks. But they had, you know... Kind of screwed with my brain because I had my coach on the road and they switched the match for the next Monday. So the following Monday, I had to take a generic coach. You know, they we had like coaches on one in the blue corner and one in the red corner, and you had to go with those guys. Same speech for everybody. And come on, and you got to do this. You gotta do it was nothing special. So I wanted to have my own coach, my proper coach, and. Uh, Someone that I trusted, but that couldn't be done either. So I kind of believe that I could. Uh, I said, if I go to the whole thing, you know, it might be a, a way for me to get a push. But Kyle, what were you going to say? Anyways, 
so we know the the whole story. Bart so, Gunn won, and they got defeated by, got destroyed by Butterbean. <laughs> so what was everybody's uh, <laughs> attitude backstage about that? Because like we've all heard the rumors that it was kind of tailor made for Doctor Death, and they almost kind of like kind of put Butterbean in there kind of as a scab just to go at Bargun because they didn't think he should have won. So what was the, like, No, no, that's not that at all. That's not that at all. Uh, after the, 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 we had generic coach, they were boxing coach, but they were the same coach for everybody. They were so surprised by the way that Bart was uh, knocking everybody out. I mean, everybody was doing the bacon dance almost. You know, like <laughs> you had like Papa Shango doing the bacon. You had like uh, uh, Steve Williams. And you had like Bradshaw. They were like fried on the ring, you know. So they they they, they started to believe in their own thing, saying, "Okay, now uh, the big matchup is going to be." Bart Gunn against Mike Tyson. So in the WWE <laughs> magazine, you had like big pages saying, can Bart Gunn defeat Mike Tyson? So that was the plan. <laughs> Butterbean was supposed to be a stepping stone for Bart Gunn to go against uh, Tyson later on that year. Wow. And when he got totally knocked, like the thing that happened with Bart too, he said, "Okay, now I was trying to be more of a boxer instead of being myself." But that one thing that stood out to me is like when he was boxing the wrestlers, everybody was like trying to hit him in the rib cage, and he wouldn't feel the thing. But as soon as Father Bean put all his weight there in that rib cage that was wide open, he felt it, and then. The, you know, he went kind of down and then his jaw was all open for the for the hook. And that was one of the ribs and a big hook in 12 seconds that was all folded mm-hmm. and done. So that's, that's how it went. And that was the story was supposed to be Bart and Mike Dyson. So you mentioned that you've been training Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm intrigued by this. I got a purple belt myself. Tell me a little bit about how you got in with the jiu-jitsu and like how it's helped you in your wrestling style. Well, like like 2011, you know, I figured, okay, uh, it was not that the Hindi wasn't strong at all like it is right now. Uh, you didn't have that many companies. Uh, you had one company was WWE, so if they didn't want me, and I've, I've tried so many times to go back there, and it was not happening, so. I figured, well, I got to keep in shape and I got to keep improving my skills. So started to, I had a, a guy that I knew, which is uh, right now, he's doing like uh, Nova Nyao, you know. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're, we're with Nova Nyao. So this guy was at my gym and uh, uh, just started to roll with some guys. And I kind of like it because it was close to wrestling so then i started to do fewer like uh tournament you know i won montreal like uh three years in a row i think with the white belts heavyweight white belts and then uh i went uh now i'm like uh blue belt so um so you're ahead of me, but I don't have much time now to roll with the guys and to go to the drills and things like that. But I just, I just thought, you know, that would be a uh, a good uh, thing to know and to maybe compliment my style. And uh, that was one guy that I met at the gym. But how I met that guy is because I, the guy who trained GSP. Uh, had a karate school, but also was doing like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So he was a guy that I knew for a long time ago. So I decided I was going to go there and I went there and I started my Brazilian jiu-jitsu at that school, at the karate school where they had Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Was that and Dan then I met my new teacher who became, uh, who started a franchise for Novo Nyao about seven, six, seven years ago. Now it's big. And um, and then uh, sometimes, you know, uh, the guys, the owners, so they come uh, for seminars and things like that. 
So was that uh, Donaher that you were training with when you said you were out uh, with GSP's coach? Uh, Stefan Dubé. Okay. That was his first his first coach ever. Well, well, GSP started. Uh, it was like probably third, twelve, eleven, twelve. He would start. It started with the uh, karate uh, okay. with the Stefan Dubé uh, the school, and then uh, and then from there, I, I know he was making trips to New York and from Montreal to New York, and he was going to the uh, school over there. And I had the chance to train with GSP uh, just wow. before his second fight against Matthews. We, we were probably together for like two or three months. I was trying to come back in wrestling, so I figured it would be good to train with George. But, with, but mostly, didn't train much jujitsu with him or, or striking. It was mostly uh, in the gym with weights. And, uh, and also, we used to do a lot of sprints in front of his house. Because uh, he was still living with his parents back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let, <laughs> it's crazy how everything evolved. Well, let, let me uh, let me swing this back to Ring of Honor. Um, I saw a video of you uh, from I want to say two weeks ago, and I just posted it on our on our Facebook page. So make sure you guys go check this out. Um, you, you, you're kind of crazy, man. You you jumped out of the ring and you you landed on your face and you ended up having to get, I think it was 17 stitches in your eye. Yeah. 17 stitches. Yeah. So, um, so, why, why, why are you doing this, sir? <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, because it was never done before. No, there might've been a reason uh, for that. <laughs> the character one day was who's my creator, my manager and the guy who trains me. He's so creative as well, you know, because he's the one who came up with the Frankenstein gimmick. Because I was doing like, uh, I was doing like uh, shooting promos for different indie promotions, and he was holding on to the camera. And then he said, "There's something missing in your style." So, start, you know, training my hands and my strengths and everything for my hands. So he showed me how to do a. A deck of cards and roll a fry pan and bending nails. I'm um, working really hard on my hand strings and then starting to do stuff. And then it was, I was getting ready for the Walter match and I wanted to hype it up. So he's hitting me with a fry pan on his chest. I'm all, I'm holding the straps on a cage squat, you know, I'm doing like abs in a cage squat and I have my elbows on straps and then hits me once, twice, the uh, fry pan and eventually. I took my arms out of the straps, grabbed the fry pan, rolled the fry pan, and then I started walking, you know, away from him. So he was watching me from behind, and when we cut the tape, you know, like uh, the promo, he says, man, he said, you're Frankenstein, you walk just like him, you you move like him, and then you're, you are Frankenstein. He didn't. So, so I felt that's, that's, that's an ugly guy though, but that's a cool character. You know, I really like that. <laughs> I, I would never said, you know, I would want to be Frankenstein before, but I think now it fits with the, with the age of the character and everything. And, and I, I know what I can do. You know, I know I can on my body and I always wanted to use my body as a weapon to uh to get to my opponent in order like to get him down i don't mind if i have to injure me on the process you know that's my that's my character that i always wanted to be and now with the, the frankenstein character which is an extension of totally totally myself i can do that and it works so what happened with the 17 stitches is like that's why i reposted the, the uh, this this week on the Twitter and all the social medias because you hear uh, Yannick Rekabani saying he's got an electrical malfunction because I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to hold my heads like the because I'm you know I got reborn with the electricity and things like that with cable jumpers and the car battery and right. I got boosted and I got reborn like that and right. if I go out of juice or something then I just need to you know uh, reboost me and things like that. So, and sometimes it's like the cores inside are mixing up because Destro is like, 
like a, a doctor that doesn't have a license. You know, he does what he <laughs> the best that he can do, and he's kind of a uh, you know he's not he's great, but not that good. He makes mistakes sometimes, and he's trying to perform the monster to to the best. That's why it's perfect creation one. But sometimes malfunctions do happen, and I think it it, it was uh, I've, we've. I've done it in Toronto against Matt Taven and crowd really enjoyed it. And I did it in Atlanta. Well, I think that I didn't know it was like, usually there's two sets of mattress, a tiny mattress on the cement. There one by the ring and there's a second one, but because the center stage on the left and the right side, They can only fit. They decided to make all equal, so they decided not to put the second mat. So while I'm flying off the air, I'm saying, oh, there's no mat here. So my head crushes the cement floor. I'm wide open. I'm all buzzed up, and then I decide to finish the match. But, I mean, to me, this could become the... uh, the new thing and wrestling and thing, the crowd will expect that all the time. It's, it's almost please, like, please don't, uh, please don't do this all the time. People's elbows please, in the rock, you know? Please, please do not do this all the time. That's all I, please, please don't. I do will. That. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, man, oh, the man's a savage. <laughs> He's not human. I mean, I will because it's, it's such a spectacular thing. <laughs> It's so out of the box. It's so different. And, yeah, definitely, and those, those words. There's a reason for it. I'm having a malfunction, but <laughs> you'll see the crowd now. When, we'll, when they'll see it that I miss, they'll pop and they'll know that I'm gonna run on the other side, and I'll hit it, and they'll and they'll go crazy for it. And I, I just can see that thing. Uh, growing and growing so big, and uh, well, just, yeah, just, just I will don't... keep on doing it for sure. Just don't land on your face this next time, okay? That's all I ask. <laughs> well, I mean, it adds to the drama. The whole thing. Well, I mean, like you talked about with me. It's so cool. I, I would have tried to predict something as cool as that, and I couldn't have done it. You know, it just <laughs> happened, and I'm so I'm so happy that it, it came around like this because it created the move even more now. It's Now it's implanted, you know? Man, when you come out to the ring, man, whether it's to the, you know, just to your entrance or your matches, man, when we were, when we were in New York for Mania, man, your entrance by far was probably the dopest of that whole show, just with you and Destro doing your thing and the electricity through the arena and all that stuff, man. So whatever you're doing, it's working. Definitely. Well, got, we got to, we're running short on time. So, uh, Mr. Campbell, we'll let you ask the last question. But before we do that, make sure you guys go out and get your tickets for Ring of Honor this Friday, September 6th at the Ford Performing Arts Center in Dearborn, Michigan. Get your tickets now so you can see yeah. PCO. And uh, Villain Enterprises. <laughs> yeah, you can watch PCO jump and hit his face on stuff. My, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't say I'm going to do it like every show, but it's going to be done like a few times during the year for sure. So my last, question, uh, my last question will be, are, are you human? <laughs> are you human? <laughs> <laughs> Whack. No, he's not human. He's Frankenstein. <laughs> That's all I got. Ask Tony. Go. So ask him about Tony's. I don't know what it is. So. Well, okay. So one of our co-hosts, he's not here today. He wanted to ask about Bash the Terminator. Can Can you tell us about Bash? Well, uh, is uh, it's uh, my first tour in Japan. It was for uh, Wing for Victor Kinones, and I got there and. Bill DeMott was there, and they decided to put us together as Bash and Crash, uh, the Terminators, and then uh, it was just, I mean, we had great time there. It was fun. And uh, he came after that for a few tryouts at WWE. That, I don't know why, because he was such a good worker and for a big guy. He couldn't move. He was so agile. So for like two, three, four work uh, tryouts, didn't work out for him. And eventually he got a good, you know, a decent uh, push uh, with WCW. And uh, and then uh, 
I met him again and I always got along good with him. I got tremendous respect for him and uh, I think he's, he's one of a great worker. And um, I, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's my story with Bill. So before we let you out of here, we got to ask you real quick, uh, what are your quick thoughts on your match this Friday? We know you're facing the guys from CMLL. How do you think your crazy style is going to match up? And what do you see for you guys for Villain Enterprises? <laughs> I really uh, I really don't know what to expect uh, as far as matching styles with the, with the CMLL guys. Uh, I, I really, I, I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, you just, you know, like a great faction. I think we're probably the most, uh, right now, uh, recognized faction in pro wrestling and villain enterprises, you know, for great guys for different reasons. And, uh, just matching out with uh, the best that CMLL has to offer, I think uh, it's going to be so interesting. Uh, I don't see any other ways around it than a big win for Villain Enterprises. Awesome. Well, PCO, man, I got to say, man, I honestly didn't know what to expect with having you on the show, but I got to say, I really enjoyed this interview, man. This <laughs> Likewise. <is> a, <laughs> I really enjoyed this, man. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things that we could talk about that I'm we got to have so you come back about this business, about my character. I'm having fun. It's having a blast, you know, discussing that with you guys. So when you're saying something like that, you make my day. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Well, we, we definitely got to have you back, man. And we can talk more about uh, <laughs> some of the things that Bruce Pritchard has said about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it was, it was cool because I got to work uh, 2018. With Bruce for a whole year almost. So MLW, it was right? Fun. You know, we reconnected yeah. and I never mentioned anything from the past to him, but uh, it was uh, it was just a good time. So, yes, so many inside stories and <laughs> so many good things that I've seen and witnessed. Anytime, anytime, brothers. Appreciate it. Thanks well, hopefully lot. we'll link up with you this Friday. ROH Dearborn Ford Performing Arts Center. We're going to be there. You need to be there, too. Well, PCL, make sure you uh, let the people know where they can find you on social media and anything that you need to, to plug and let the people know about. Well, mostly it's my, uh, my my favorite, you know, social media platform is uh, Twitter at PCO is not human. <laughs> I'm posting a video with me industrial Monday night PCO industrial every uh, week at around 8 p.m. And also it's on, on my Facebook, which is PCO's Not Human. My Instagram, which is PCO's Not Human as well. So, uh, and on uh, YouTube, they're all there after that on the PCO Pierre Carl Wallet. So, um, yeah, just follow me on Twitter and you'll have access to all the other uh, platforms. So, that's that's about it for me. All right, man. Once again, man, I really, really do appreciate this, man. Like I said, we definitely got to get you back on the show, man, and have you tell more stories. That'd be man. awesome. Thank All you. Right. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Good. Man. I mean, I th- <laughs> I told you as soon as I heard from Mark that we were going to get him, I was excited about that interview just because – I had, like you said, I had no idea what the hell we were about See, to I, get. I tried to talk some sense into him about not jumping on his face, but See, he, he, wanted, a, he wanted no parts of it. You've man. got a knack for doing that, and have you noticed <laughs> that none of our guests have listened to you yet? I'm just saying, man, jumping onto your face and, and busting your eye open, having to get 17 stitches. Is what not- up, though, Sonny? We see you in there from Galesburg, <laughs> Michigan. What up, though? Man. Um, how much time we got left, Randy? Maybe like five minutes, maybe? Okay. Well, so talk about three hour show in five minutes. <laughs> How was it? Uh, honestly, quick. Man, hurry, hurry. Honestly, it was a good show. It still had its things that needed to be fixed. Uh, one of the big ones, and I'll go the same route Devin just did with people getting hurt. Please, for the love of God, Darby please, Allen. No, not even George Darby Allen. Please move the, the fucking railing away from the oh, ring because yeah, yeah. Pac about cut broke his fucking yeah. leg in half. Pac like, and, I don't know. Pac and Omega. Yeah. I, I, I watched that match. I don't know if you guys like could hear the thud so loud through the TV, but I shit you not, when his leg hit the metal, you could hear just that. 
think. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, dude. Yeah, I think I'm like, with the production value get, getting better each show, get get the regular barricades. Oh, don't don't, don't just have the old metal. I don't mind having man. those, but don't have them so close to the ring. But then yeah. you can't get as many seats that way. That's what I mean. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, substitute a little bit of seats for your for your I mean, uh, dude, and then like the, the spot where, uh, was it Nick? It was yeah. Nick fell off yeah. the ladder. Where he clipped and, his leg. Holy shit. Yeah, that was scary. Bro, you, did you see that one? No, I only saw the. Uh, yes, Omega. there were a oh, few. Who was it? it? Was a Pentagon that knocked? That was knocking the. Uh, yeah, ladder. so they knocked yeah. the ladder. So over, he's up and trying when to grab him, to... and Pentagon knocks the ladder over to do the lap. The ladder spot, you know, he falls from the top of the ladder, jumps out of the ring, and falls to a table. Yeah, yeah. Well, the ladder wasn't completely centered. The ladder was too far close to the rope. So when he falls, his leg, his ankle, kind of clips the uh, the rope, and he here's, about here's the, the table. table. Here, Nick. And he just barely touches the table and really he he ate shit on that, dude. It was it was nasty. Looking. And like from the vantage point of where I was, it was literally a straight shot to where I was at, and I'm just like, holy fuck, holy fuck, that fuck, fuck, fuck. Bad. <laughs> but uh, all in all, man, the experience as a whole was fucking dope, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm so jealous. Like man. Uh, yeah. if you guys haven't gotten to do it yet, check out our YouTube, man. We've got interviews up there with DDP, MJF, Nyla Rose. Best friends, uh, Dean Malenko. SoCal and Censored. We didn't get SoCal, but we got a picture with him. But yeah, dude, they couldn't have been cooler. Thank you to past guests of the show, Dave Silva, for helping hook us up, man. Thank you to Derek, the one that was coordinating all the interviews, man. Thank you. And shout out to Big Swole, man. She's coming on the show (laughs) real soon. She couldn't have been cooler. We're Crohn's buddies now. So, I mean... (laughs) I'm not going to Did use... you two just become best friends? We really yep. did. We literally... <laughs> I, I shit you not. That's literally what we said. They were Because Joe said that, and she was like, you don't understand. If you don't have Crohn's, you don't get it. <laughs> like, and it was so crazy, right? Like, uh, uh, you know, like, when we were sitting there, she's just, like, going into things, and I'm like, we're just going. And then Joe, her, her eye and Joe kicked it for a little bit, so she'll definitely be on the show real soon. Shout out to Kel and Andreas, man. They were really cool, too, with the uh, wrestling with stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that that panel, man, that, that I saw the first one in Vegas, <laughs> ding. But uh, the second one, man, it, it, it was everything that I thought it, it could be. And, uh, and more? Oh, and just today they announced that StarCast 4 is going to be happening November 7th through the 10th in Baltimore, so... Um, I don't want to get shot, so I don't, don't want to go there. I, 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 <laughs> Baltimore is not that bad of a city, uh, although although yeah. I will say I went there for a UFC fight. And yeah. I literally saw like a wire moment happen. I saw <laughs> I, I saw a saw drug, a stringer bell. I saw a drug check. Hey, I, I know his name. I ain't seen the shit, but I know his name. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. And, and see, man. <laughs> fuck is up with these one word quotes like come on bro come on i love you inside joke it's an inside joke a quote is a quote not a oops but yeah i might have to take some time off for baltimore man (laughs) i might go i mean but you bigger than me you could be my bodyguard you know if they shoot they're gonna hit you before they hit me if i run you run too that's all you need to know trust me (laughs) i'm fat but i honestly save my energy up for burst just like that (laughs) i live near detroit so therefore if something happened, I'm out. <laughs> I got I got a good I got a good fifty yards in me. Also, man, we got we can't we'd be remiss not to give a shout out to the boys from breaking down the ring, man. They did they, they did their thing at Starcast as well. Great hope, interview with ODB. Definitely, that I actually uh, listened to that at work a little. That was pretty good. Definitely, yeah, man. She couldn't have been cooler. And holy shit, her barbecue is good, dude. Like really, I'm not kidding. Like it was legit, and not like. They weren't like little tiny ass portions either. Like I got the uh, pulled pork sandwich, and that bitch was like this, bro. Wow! Like right. I mean, it, and it was legit. It was legitimately good. So like I'm not just blowing smoke. Like, For those of you listening on the podcast, his hands were a very nice yeah. distance away from yeah. each other. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, <laughs> this isn't the visual medium. I mean, for those watching on Facebook, you saw yes, that. But yeah. for those listening on the podcast, I once caught a fish. This big. <laughs> and uh, one more time before we get out of here, since I was didn't have the number up with me, you can also contact our uh, sponsor, Stransky and Company, at two four eight five six three nine four four nine. Like I said, uh, Stransky and Company, all their social medias, as well as if you want to send them an email, admin at stranskyandcompany dot com. Follow them on all their social medias, and like I said, man, they're the real estate. How do, how do you spell Stransky? S T R A N S K Y. All right, just wanted to make sure so yes. people could find them and uh, buy a house, people. 
Um, buy houses from them. Shit. Definitely. You can buy a house. <laughs> and they got, we're getting ready to go I mean, to a recession. Look, you can dude, buy a house. Look, dude, we've been sharing <laughs> we've been sharing out the houses they're putting out. Like they're putting nice house. Yeah, man. I mean, if I, I mean if I, I mean if I could afford a house, I mean who can this? I mean So get a house from me. Definitely. Yeah. Well <laughs> I guess next week we have to talk more about should, all, all out, but who do you should yeah. we tell them who hey, our like, guest yeah, is? Ba- Bailey turned heel too, so that shit happened. Yeah. Just let Great. you know. Oh, Casey Catton's so, uh, she quit. <laughs> that shit happened too. So why don't we let them in on who our guest is? Uh, we just locked it down this morning. Uh, we've been telling you for a while we want to get more female talent on the show next week. ABC? No. 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 <laughs> She's still hoeing on us, but it's all good. Hey, but uh, make sure you go check but, out her fight this this Saturday. Yeah, oh, she it's out. Is she going to show up? <laughs> wow. I she'll show up for that. <laughs> but uh, we're going to bring on Lindsay Snow from Shine. Uh, she'll be mm. competing at uh, Blood- Josh Barnett's Blood, Sp- Blood Sport 2. She's a tattoo artist. She trains MMA and jiu-jitsu. Plenty of shit for us to talk about. And she's dating Shannon Moore. Dun, dun, dun. If, and then the weird thing we is. We just turned into TMZ. <laughs> not if it's official. No, I think, I think everybody knows yeah. it. Right? Well, I didn't say it. I didn't mean it like we, that. We're we didn't see about, him coming out of the club. I meant we're talking. I'm talking Ladies, about we're talking who about. Who is Lindsay Snow Davis? <laughs> <laughs> Next so, on TMZ. So, Harvey, what do you know? <laughs> but the weird thing, what was, what's the guy's name? I can't think of his name right now. Who was, Buck Rogers? Who was sitting with us at, at Shine that said she kind of looks like the female version. Cody? Cody, yeah, like he literally said, like she kind of looks like the female version of Shannon Moore. And they come to find out they were dating, <laughs> but no, she she's badass, great person. Uh, next time she comes here, I might get a tattoo from her, man. I'm gonna tell her to bring her her kit with her. Do but, you uh, have any ink? I do. You do? Yeah. I didn't know that. I did not know that. I'll show you guys later. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Kyle. Any last words, and then throw your social media out there. Um, testicles. Um, you can, fi- <laughs> you can find me on uh, Facebook and uh, at Kyle J Campbell. You can find me on Instagram at Team Chaos K A Y O S. You can find my other show. Uh, what kind of podcast is this? That's W A K I N D A. Uh, podcast is this. You can find our new episode coming out tomorrow on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Everyone Who Cares dot com. Mister Collis. Testicles. <laughs> you can find me at, on Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Knockout at Detroit N O K O U T. And make sure if you're in the Michigan area that you check our guest out this weekend. R O H Dearborn Ford Performing Arts Center. We'll all be there, so you should be there too. Uh, make sure you're following the show at Ko Three C Pod at Ko Three C Pod dot com as well. And check out our YouTube. We got plenty of good content up there. More to come. Uh, knockouts and three counts on YouTube. And buy a house. Um, <laughs> that too. So next week is is going to be officially my last episode. Bullshit in studio until you know, unless I'm you know visiting in town. So um, boo, <laughs> boo, any testimony. Now let me reiterate, just so that we don't get a hundred and five messages about it again. Just because he's not in the studio doesn't mean he's no longer on the show. Just exactly. so we can be clear, Devin will still be with us. The same in as spirit, he is now. We're gonna He'll be over the phone or Skype or however that looks we'll, like. We'll, we'll we're we're going we're gonna to get a fathead of him and set it right here <laughs> with two IPAs and a Kango. And he'll look just like his ass. I swear, Tony, I really tried to merge your call in. He lied. Oh, I thought he was, I thought, oh, I thought he was actually on there. But um, no. Okay. But yeah. um, <laughs> he said fuck us a long time ago. <laughs> But we asked his question, so. But um, yeah, next week's gonna be my last week in studio as a Michigan resident. So uh, yeah, be but, careful out there in Texas, man. It's hot <laughs> as fuck down oh, there, oh, man. Oh, I ain't talking about the heat. Don't be getting I, bit I, by I, no rattlesnakes. Oh, you talking about mass shootings? I, 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 I ain't talking about the heat on your head. I'm talking about the heat on your ass. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> you talking about the mass shootings that happen every week down there now? <laughs> yeah, that shit. Fuck, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stay strapped. <laughs> <laughs> Stay strapped. Well, well, once I get my license switched over, they just hand you a shotgun. So you know. I mean, good. I thought. I mean, I thought once you cross the Texas border, they give you that and the cowboy hat. Just ask Dave Silva. Dave Silva and Bruce know what's up. <laughs> Don't they hand you a like a shotgun and a bottle of whiskey when you? Yes, yeah. and a, and a hat. That's it. cowboy That's hat. All you need. He's gonna trade in the Kango for a ten gallon. <laughs> <laughs>
I just got to find some some spurs in a size fifteen. But uh, <laughs> do they put spurs some on sandals in the back? I don't wear I don't wear sandals, sir. I wear flops. There's a difference. But uh, he wears old man flops. I don't wear old man flops. Oh, you talking <laughs> about the the, what, the rap ones that you see everybody's uncle at the barbecue? <laughs> oh, not okay. even Gucci flip flops. He get them in the Kmart flip flops. <laughs> Like, like the all together sandals, so like oh, so you the man on the grill then? So that means you good on the grill. You gotta have a Bud Light next to you too. It's funny, I was literally grilling all day yesterday, man. But um, well, fuck you, though. Thanks for the and invite. he didn't invite us. You fuck. Well, uh, make sure you guys get tickets to Ring of Honor this Friday. I will. Be I'm there. staring at you. <laughs> I like food. Obviously, I, I, I got you guys next time. Um, yeah, he's not gonna be in next last, time because he's leaving. Time. But yeah, make sure you guys come to Ring of Honor on Friday. I'll be there, and then afterwards. He treats everybody for barbecue. <laughs> no. Afterwards, uh, probably going to get together at what used to be Rockstar's Karaoke Bar, which is now Renegades in Westland, Michigan. So if you want to come hang out, do some karaoke with me. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. That's got to go on. <laughs> be watching our YouTube channel. <laughs> so ABBA, I'm guessing? Holy no, shit. No, no. It might be a little bit. Are old. we going to get a drunk Randy sighting, though? <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Sweet. Yes. Uh, I promise I'll see you. Yes. Watch our YouTube <laughs> but come on out to Ring of Honor Come to uh, Renegades Come hang out with me afterwards Renegade. And then uh, I'm probably going to do something Saturday I haven't made up my mind yet But yeah but, uh, follow Do it because I'm off Sunday Sweet Follow me on Twitter at Devin the 63 That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3 Follow me on Instagram at Allsteak No Sizzle That's one word Make sure you check out the Reality Era News page On Facebook where we talk wrestling And, and we're going to start limiting people's posts On the damn page too Why? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, hey, buy a house and buy a house and fuck your. You couch. can afford it until next time. The market is good. Buy a house and fuck your couch. And thanks again to PCO. Until next time, sticks and stones. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>